Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect anything different. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up Podcast. Tron's here. DJ is here. And we are trying to take advantage of the little bit of time that these guys get to spend in Jacksonville before the web season really gets cooking here. Uh, Luke Guthrie is here. What's going on, guys? Justin Huber is here. What's up? What's up? Uh, how ready are you guys to get on the road and get the get the season going? Uh, let's do it. I mean, shoot, or one more international event and then start the start the track of fifteen and a six, fifteen and sixteen or so. Hubes? Yeah, uh, the first four were fun. It was nice to kind of get it going, and then this little three-week break's been nice, but it's uh, it's time to get back after it. I'm ready to go. Is it, like, even an option to take events off once you guys get going? Uh, like, once in a while. Like, you can only really afford, unless you play well, maybe one or two, I would say, max. If like You kind of almost have to plan it out before you start, like, know when you're going to take your break kind of thing. But this, this year's schedule's better than last year. Last year was a little rough. What are the bit? What are the improvements? Um, as far as logistics, like tournament to tournament, like you don't pass through cities you're going to be in in like another week or two as much this year. You get, I think we get one week off in the middle of that big stretch. Last year we had no weeks off, so yeah, they throw uh, Knoxville, BMW, Nashville, and Raleigh all in a four-week segment instead of Knoxville being later in the year. Um, BMW and Raleigh weren't right next to each other. There was a week off in between those. So they've done a lot better job with that. Um, condensed Bahamas, too. Condensed the Bahamas. Um, I, as far as weeks off go, I'm, I've kind of picked three that I would like to skip. Um, obviously, you got to be playing well to afford to take those off. But Nashville, New York, and Stonebray would be the three. If I'm in good enough shape, I'm going to. I'm going to take a week off. Because you've got to try to find the balance, right, between not wearing yourself out, yet, you know, there's only so many events. It's not like PJ Tour season that's 40 events long or whatever it is. Yeah, you got to, you really got to pick and choose. I don't like to play more than four in a row. Five is kind of stretching it. Um, and if I take those three off, I will never play more than four in a row for the whole year and still play 20 events. So. That would be ideal. A lot of people are saying Steph Curry scared you away from TBC Stone, right? <laughs> There's, this is full disclosure. I was rooting hard against him on his last hole first round last year. I shot three over, and he was three over going into the par five ninth. And I'm like, in the car, I think I was driving him back to the place, and I'm just vigorously refreshing the page. Like, show me shot five from the rough or something. And then it popped up, shot six in the hole, and I was like, ah, got him. <laughs> also, people, uh, I know everybody's disappointed that they heard DJ Pihowski here. There was, I think there was probably some people holding out hope that it was Dustin Johnson yeah. again. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry to disappoint. Same, wrong same, DJ. Uh, same mic presence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start with you, Luke. Give people kind of an intro, background on where you come from, how you got into golf, what your career has gotcha. been like to this point, for um, people that may not know. Grew up in Quincy, Illinois. It's kind of a small town, Illinois, a couple hours north of St. Louis. Had cornfields in my backyard, kind of kind of growing up. Um, my parents don't play golf. My brother, five years older, who was my caddy for a long time, assistant coach at Illinois, um, he kind of got into the game, so I just wanted to do what he was doing. But uh, as a family, we kind of just figured out what golf 
was, how to how to do things and stuff, traveling week to week and stuff all together. So um, didn't have like kind of like the academy sort of background, but yeah, just uh, went to went to Illinois, played some good golf, kind of just. I knew you're gonna be really modest about about, about <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> good golf. Yeah, played some good golf. Hey. Won seven tournaments. You won two Big Ten championships. One of the greatest college players of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, I figured it out junior year. Like uh, my first two years were a little rough. Shot a lot of seventy fives, and then I don't know what clicked. I just got comfortable, and the game seemed easy. When I played bad, I got tenth. When I played good, I won. And uh, came out of college and was kind of on a heater. So uh, rode that, and then the game kind of hit me in the face a little bit here, and I've been fighting my way back. How did it hit you in the face? Like what, 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 what was, what changed really from you won twice on the web tour in 2012, right out of school. Like what, then what changed from there? You know, I think you're trying to get better, you know, like I get to go play really well on the web, go to the PJ tour, almost win the Honda, like do well, but you're seeing like what other guys do really well. And you're like, man, I need to get better at this, that. And like, sometimes trying to get better, you lose some of the things you were good at and you don't realize how good you were at them until they're gone so that's kind of what happened to me like I've always been great 150 and in and I always held on to that but I started kind of I'd skank a ball and all of a sudden it's out of play it's not in the fairway just in the right rough and that really started adding up and stuff and started having to grind for one over pars and stuff like that and making eight footers for pars instead of birdies and does it play big into your psyche and confidence just totally overall? it started start kind of like hitting me there a little bit and i i think it's well documented pace of play slowed down a little bit <laughs> <laughs> i got i got dinged pretty good on that one you gotta tell the johnny miller 17 oh man that talk about that was rough my buddies were showing me that stuff afterwards and uh, i mean i knew it was happening you know like the cameras are on you when you're on that hole no matter who you are 17th at honda right oh yeah sawgrass oh, sorry I took in the cauldron shot yeah it was just, i mean it's a tough shot it's it's nerve-wracking and there was wind everywhere but i mean it's just a joke how long i took and <laughs> i backed off maybe twice and i'm just like in my head just like hit the dang ball what are you doing and then there's like the third back off there's groans from the crowd i'm like oh, all right i'm just hitting it <laughs> like, this is bad <laughs> And Johnny's going nuts on the telecast. Yeah, he's just like, kids, look away. He said something <laughs> like that. Hide the kids. <laughs> Hide the kids. Hide the I don't blame him. All right, Hubert, let's get a little bit of your background. Um, I actually grew up in Arkansas for probably 10 or 11 years. Uh, we were members at the Ozark Country Club, and I use that term loosely. Um, there was a little pool and a putting green that we would putt on with, I remember having Slazenger golf balls and, uh, how pumped I was to have a Slazenger golf ball. We'd swim in the pool when it was a break. It was oh. a Callaway show. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Had some Chrome softs. And, uh, but no, uh, just remember swimming in the pool, you'd have to take a break and we'd go putt on the putting green and then back in the pool. Like that was how we spent our summers. And then. Um, moved up to Indiana when I was in sixth grade and kind of moved into a town just, uh, on the outside of Muncie, Yorktown is where it was. And they had some really good golfers. And I remember that's kind of when I first started getting into it because there were kids that I went to school with that lived, we lived on a golf course there and, uh, the players club and these kids were really good. So I was like, I gotta, I want to 
try to be good, whatever. So played with them, moved up to Fort Wayne in uh, seventh grade and uh, really got into it. We lived on a golf course again. This seems to be a theme here. Deer Trek, which has since been deceased, I guess you can say. Was that a conscious decision from your parents to keep moving? I think so. Uh, my My dad played, but not like at a high level. I mean, he could shoot upper 30s. 40 type deal he can hit it high and right or right and high is his joke he, he has both those shots in the bag <laughs> uh, just big banana peelers um but no it i think it was just kind of a see where this can go if we move here and they were these are public courses they're not like high-end uh country clubs so i'd walk up to the course in the summer hit balls all day um walk back home at night kind of deal and uh we went to college at University of Indianapolis. I went with a buddy. We were kind of like a package deal. Kyle Pearson's his name. And uh, we were like, oh, let's just go play golf in college together kind of thing. And roomed together all four years, played in college. Kind of – I always did my own thing. I never was a big practicer where I'd go grind on the range. I'd just go play holes. And uh, ended up having a pretty good career. I think I won 11 times. I won 10 my last two years. Um, Maybe we spoke too soon about the greatest college player. <laughs> it was Division Two. It was Division Eleven two. is better than seven. <laughs> no, uh, played nice, and then uh, I graduated and was like, "All right, let's let's give this a shot." I had a couple buddies that I was going to travel with the first couple years, and uh, I tooled around on the Hooters tour and uh, NGA tour when they Hooters dropped it, and uh, played with like Ted Potter and um, Russell Knox was out there. There were some really good players, and I was. I mean, I didn't hop out to the web and PGA Tour right away, but I was still kind of shell-shocked at those guys that you show up and 70, 69 doesn't do you much anymore on the Hooters Tour. I mean, these guys are shooting 64, 65, darn near every round, went in at 25 under, and I was like, I kind of suck. <laughs> um, like, honestly. So it took it took probably three or four years to kind of figure out my game, I guess, and how to play golf and what I needed to do. And... uh it's just kind of slowly progressed to where it is right now. How many how many times did Ted Potter Jr. win that year? All of them. All of them. All <laughs> he, of them. he made a hundred. I want to say I'd have to look it up, but he had to make a hundred and forty thousand on the Hooters tour, maybe more. Something astronomical. I mean, I'm out there grinding for like sixteen hundred bucks. Like if I finish twentieth, I'm like, dang, you know, that's like twenty five hundred. That's pretty strong. And this guy's making. 140 grand playing mini tours. I was like, what? This says this, no, this doesn't make sense. And then I think it was like maybe my second year out there where he Mondayed into Valdosta and won. And I was like, okay. Like I, I had I'd never played in a web event or nationwide at the time. And I was like, he can win out there and he's just go play out down, there. Yeah, just leave stay, us please down stay. Here. Like I can at least get like 19th next week instead of 20th. <laughs> well then like conversely when he went out, on the web tour the next year and missed 24 cuts in a row. Did you see the hut? And you're like, Oh man, that's the most depressing thing I've ever. I know that was actually before. Um, that was his, that was probably right when I was graduating, he had earned his status. Cause he, I don't think he went to college. I think he was like 20 or something when he got out there and missed 19 in a row. And then went back to the Hooters tour dominated, came back and went like two for 16 or something like that. Like something crazy. And then, Monday's end wins, and now he's won yeah. twice on tour. Was there ever was there a feeling like when you start playing professionally, like you, you're, you're probably feeling in a good place about your game and getting out there and seeing just the volume of 
how many good players there are in that. Is there ever like a feeling of wondering whether or not you can compete with that number of people? That was a big thing because in college it was you played you're playing against five guys from the other team and in all honesty one or two of them were pretty good type deal right. uh, at least at at the level we were at um, but when you go and turn pro you're playing against everyone's number one guy that turned pro instead of their four and five man that you can beat easily in a nice way yeah <laughs> but yeah from from a so so how long do you see spent how many years on the Hooters tour I graduated in 09. I didn't really play much in 09. I, I may have played one event or something, but then 2010, 2011, 2012, and the end of 2013, I got web status. At any point, did you think about hanging it up? Were you low on funds? I, I always did it on my own. I never had a sponsor. Um, my parents helped me out, I should say that. But I kind of, the goal was just to break even, in all honesty. I didn't make, I didn't profit any money for those four years. It was like, okay. I can just break even. I'll, I can play the next year type deal. And I never thought about quitting. I just knew that I needed to just need, I kept getting better every year, not to the point of like winning all the time, but going from, but it was progress, missing some cuts to now I'm making more. Now I'm making most of them. Now I am actually contending. And now then I got web status and kind of had to find that way again, um, out there. So all right, so let's go to. So you had, so you had PGA Tour Latino America status, right? I got web status in for 2014, and I played a couple events. I finished. It was the last year. It was six rounds at Q School, the year Justin Thomas got out, and I was playing nice through four rounds in like 25th, 30th place, something like that, and then didn't play great the last two days, and finished probably 60 or 70, something like that. Um, so I didn't get status, or didn't have full status played a couple events and then went back to Q school the next year and played bad the last day at first stage and didn't make it out of first stage. And that was one time where I was like, okay, like we probably need to figure this thing out and went down. I did, <laughs> I did Latin Q school mostly just so I could practice out at Sawgrass for free. So I wouldn't have to play golf. I was like, I just go down and get status. If I want to play, maybe I can play. If not, then I don't go play. At least I can practice for free in Jacksonville because we had moved up here. And then I think the third event of the year, fourth event of the year, whatever, was Mexico where I was able to win. Uh, and then good back surgery along the way. You had the same back surgery as the big cat. Yeah, I, uh, I ended up not opting out of surgery. I did stem cell injections Okay. and ended up with a spinal fluid leak and it was a mess for about a week there. Um, I didn't you, pl- you told me the story when we were playing, and I think it was to like rattle me a little bit while we were playing. It so was about spinal was, fluid yeah, leaking. First, like, my game first fell apart. I know, after that. and you putted it off the green on the next I hole. I did into the water. <laughs> into the water. <laughs> into the water. This is actually true. Full Thirty rattle. to first. I thought I was going to shoot. I thought I was going to shoot sixty-five, and I put it in the water after he's like throwing spinal fluid leakage at me. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I couldn't get off the couch for five days. As soon as I would sit up. Or stand up, I'd get these headaches to where I would actually throw up. Um, I have throw up bags in my car from the ride home from the airport because it was really, really bad. Jeez. Uh, shout out to Club Pro guy too. You want, I mean, the Mexican Open. Yeah, um, yeah. big time. <laughs> he, I think his name was on the trophy <laughs> <laughs> for having made the cut. Yeah, made the cut. T fifty nine, I think, is what it was. <laughs> 
You've heard us talk about it, and you saw Chad airing out what I thought was a private message about what my experience was like uh, with the new Chrome Soft Golf Ball. The buzz and the excitement over the ball is very real. I've been lucky enough to experience it for myself. Uh, this new Chrome Soft features a new material called graphene. Graphene is a Nobel Prize winning revolutionary carbon material commonly known as the world's lightest and strongest material not only did phil win with the chrome soft x ball in mexico michelle we also won in singapore with the same ball so in this new chrome soft and the chrome soft x callaway infused the outer core with graphene this allows them to engineer a thinner outer core and and a significantly larger inner core giving you softer feel with less spin off the tee and more spin around the greens. It's unlike anything you've ever experienced in a golf ball, and it's already been proven on tour. Head over to CallawayGolf.com slash ChromeSoft2018 for more on the ball that changed the ball. Let's get back to Justin Huber and Luke Guthrie. Luke, I want to talk to you a bit about your path to the tour. Um, so like we, we touched on it a bit there, but you came out 2012, and you played the web tour, and you won twice in 2013. You, you, know, you slept on the 54-hole lead at the Honda Classic. We we've talked about it a bit on the live show this past week, but what was what was did that did that rise kind of to be in that position feel really fast to you? Uh like when you're in it, it doesn't feel fast. Right. It's just kind of like, man, I, I must be really good or something. Like, cool. Like, let's keep going. Three twenty three at the time. Ooh, twenty three. Yeah, twenty three. Yeah. But then, like, kind of when you start stop playing, like, so like everything stops going so perfect, and like you just make every putt, and you're kind of like, oh, this game's actually hard. And, like, you kind of realize how, like, just, like, a half stroke here, half stroke there is a difference between missing cuts and finishing top ten. It's like, whoa, all right, kind of thing. But, yeah, that, that was that, – that rise was – that was a lot of fun. That's I mean, it felt like I could just kick the ball and I was going to go in, honestly. Like, it was just a joke. I mean, like, it's staggering, man. It was a 15-week stretch where you made your, made your debut at the FedEx St. Jude Classic, T19, T5 at John Deere. T18 at the True South Classic, and then you went out on the web tour. Was this your first web tour event you ever played? The Nationwide was, yeah, yeah in Columbus. Second place, you lost the playoff? To Ben Coles. Okay. Can I jump in real quick? Yeah. Can you tell them about the par you made on uh, 16, I believe, oh, there? Oh, this is the greatest <laughs> par ever. This is, I don't know if you played Scarlet. Dog leg left. Oh, There's yeah. some crap down to the left. I, I snap one. This is final round. Snap one. I, I don't know what the situation was. It was I was... One down, even, crunch time. Snap one, I'm like, crap. Like, Shout out to Zach, my brother, for coming up with uh, equal distant rule because I was a little frazzled, like wouldn't have thought of it. <laughs> so like, if I would have taken, taken my line of sight, it was like going back, like behind these trees, I was just going to be 220. I have to stand up like a three iron, which I don't do. Like, so, <laughs> AKA, I was going to chip out like and have a wedge and try to make five. So he walks me across like in hay, like in the trees, and I see this little gap, like, on the other side of the hazard. And I drop it there, and I hit this, like, super flop, like, 52 from, like, 105. A flop? And it, <laughs> it like, kind of jumps, and, like, it's back pin, lands a middle green, like, top spins, like, eight feet, make it for par. <laughs> and it's what? Just, like, all right. I make seven from there. <laughs> so, all right, so then you lose a playoff. The next week, T3, the Cox Classic. Next week, T10. Next week, T6. Then you missed a cut. Then you won back-to-back weeks. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, was, man, this uh, is an easy game, right? Yeah, it was like, honestly, obviously I was playing well and it was a learning curve in that. And, like, I grew a lot in that time because, yeah, I almost won that first week. Looking back, that was the biggest week of, like, my golfing life. I had no clue, but I just I got in off the uh, – Dylan Fratelli didn't 
uh, didn't play on his first team All-American, and I was the guy that got in off that. Um, I was a second team All-American that year. And, I mean, that was just one start, you know, kind of thing. And I I shuffle in, right? The shuffle was right after that event, so I get to go play the Cox Classic the uh-huh. next week we're in kind of thing. And Cox Classic, I was leading for sure after the 54 hole and just, like, learning, like, especially on the web, you just get lapped if you, like, try to, like, just, like, not screw up. I went and shot, like, 300 and lost by, like, four that day with the lead. And it's like, whoa, all right. Like, I, I guess I had to shoot 800 to win with the lead. Okay, kind of thing. So it was, a, it was a nice learning curve that year. What's the biggest difference between the web tour and the PGA tour? Uh, courses, horses, players. Um, I, everyone's really freaking good on both tours, obviously. Um, a little more firepower, I guess you could probably say. Everyone, everyone's kind of still like very young on the web and kind of learning how to put a score on the board, and like they're uber talented. And on the PJ Tour, they're uber talented and they know how to post score. Established, board, yeah. Kind of thing. And uh, the courses are way harder. I remember coming out in 13, playing practice on Torrey Pines, and I'm like, what the heck? Like, you're supposed to 12 under one here last year? Oh, okay. You miss a fairway, I have to, like, hack out down the fairway and get up and down from 80 yards. Like, it's just different golf. Like, yeah. the par threes are four irons for me, or the web, I'm in four iron into par fives, you know, kind of thing. And, like... I would say the web, the courses have gotten tougher since 12, so it's not quite like that anymore. That's what I was going to ask next is what, what could the web tour, I guess, do differently to kind of, I don't know, get guys going on the right path? Because it seems like there's a, diff- a style of play that fits best on the web tour that doesn't necessarily translate to the PGA tour. Do you feel like that gap is kind of closing? Definitely. But um, <clears throat> it's still like smash and grab on the web is, is a good strategy like that. It, you're rewarded a lot of times. You're just playing – about half the courses are a little more like old country club style and like not that they're short but probably what 68 to 71 and you can cut corners dog legs and stuff and then you hit in the rough you're hitting a gap wedge in but then you go to Torrey Pines or some ninth hole and you hit it on a par five in the right rough and like somehow it's a really hard hole all of a sudden on a par five and you're like what the heck like I didn't hit that bad of a drive. Hubes, we touched a bit on your back stuff, but I want to kind of get deeper into that. Like after, you know, those headaches and that doesn't sound like you're anywhere close to being able to like play the game of golf. Did you think like, was there a point where you thought like your golf career was potentially over? Yeah. I mean, in 2000, December, 2017. Um, so I just played 18 events on the web in 17 didn't keep my card, but I had won the first Latin event of the year. I went down to play. So I was like, all right. Or no, sorry, 16. Yeah, 16. Um, I was going to say, I didn't know it. all this was going on last yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> no. It, so 16, I won the first Latin event of the year, then played the web. I got a sponsored spot in Louisiana and parlayed that into 18 events, but didn't keep my card. I went right back down to Latin America and played four or five events to try to get back in the top 10 to – um, get exempt to final stage. Didn't do that. I think I finished like 14th or 15th, something like that. And then flew back and went to second stage, one second stage at Southern Hills. And then I had a little bit of time off before finals, go to finals. In the first round, I did something to my back. I popped a rib out, um, trying to banana slice a five iron and like it twinged up, but it was kind of warm out, whatever. I only had one hole left. Did you um, pop it back in? I tried. <laughs> I tried. No, literally the next day I had my caddy like 
literally jumping on my back to try to get it back in. The muscles oh were spasming God. up. It was not good. You rattled I'm, me again. I'm sitting down. I'm like sitting down in the golf carts that are parked out there for emergency purposes, like leaning up against the seat, trying to move it back in, whatever. And fascinating. Play the second round. Not very good. Like, I think I shot. Yeah. <laughs> then I tried to teed up the third round, and I hit a hit a driver off the deck on nine. Nice. Um, yeah, I was like, I was like playing okay too. I was like inside the number. Um, or right around the number, whatever it was. And then it like legitimately seized up. Um, and I, I got it out that round, but like one handed type deal and, uh, went and emergency like chiropractor visit to this guy's house that my agent knew and show up like his kids are running around and I'm like laying on his, his living room floor, like having him adjust me, whatever. I take some pills that night to like try to sleep. Anyways, WD the next round and have the second to last conditional number. One of the guy WD before me at final stage. So that was December. I don't do anything all of December and I go out to Utah in January for those stem cells to see if that'll help the low back. This wasn't even my low back. So I get those and then on the flight home is when I'm throwing up the whole time. Barely make my connection. My wife picks me up. I'm throwing up in the car on the way home. And then five days later, I'm in the ER getting uh, injections again for, they like take your own blood out and inject your own blood back into your spine and it seals up the leak. And from then, yeah, I was like. It sounds like the blood spinning. That, yeah, uh, I, they gave know, me Valium and it was really nice. Pattern. I will say that. Um, no, so then I was, I didn't do anything for another probably three weeks. So I was off for almost two months going, you know, I don't know. I don't know what this year is going to hold. I have no guaranteed starts. I can go back to Latin America, but I'm not going to go back down there for um, another year. I'll just kind of work out and try to see what I can do. And fortunately, I met a guy here in, at uh, Sawgrass Trainer who used to work with VJ um, and started working out. And then I went to Monday for Louisiana and made the turn in nine under for the my first competitive round since Q school. And I was like, okay. Still got it. I'm all right. And then... Monday in, made the cut, and then parlayed that into a couple more events. And then Monday in Wichita, finished fourth, and then somehow finished top 75. What uh, You brought us a nice artifact here from, uh, from, <laughs> from what year? The America's Cup, is this 2015? That is 2015, Mexico City. So we have a Justin Huber bag cover here with American flag, but signed by your partner, Matt Kuchar. The Cooch, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what can you tell us about that experience? Or how did you end up on this team? So it is, uh, yeah, a week or two weeks before the event, we're in Santiago, Chile. And the whole deal was Tiger and Kucher are going to come play. And we, I had a partner in Kent Bull. And we had, I mean, we'd already got the matching foot joy shoes with American flags on it. We were going to be over the top. My wife was coming to Caddy. He had Aaron Fleener, um, big cat, the real big cat. And... Uh, he, we were gonna, just going to have fun. We had USA visors, like the whole deal. Just way over the top, going to go have fun. And then... What, what is the America's Cup? Yeah. Can you start with that? So, yeah, it is a... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I, don't, I don't know how it no works. Offense. No offense no, <laughs> no, no to anyone. Um, anyone. <laughs> these three Argentinian guys po- pony up all this cash to host this event, and their goal is to get Tiger there. And uh, so, and Bridgestone was the sponsor, so then I think that's how they got Cooch. 
um, just a two-man team event, best ball for four days. And the way it worked on Latin America, they got three teams if you were all inside the top 20 on the money list, the U.S. did. And then each country, the top player, if you were in the top 60, got a team, whatever. Um, pretty cool little deal. And then you were going to get to tee it up against Kucher and Tiger. Well, it's in Mexico City? Yeah, Mexico City. The course was actually, it was the tightest golf course I've ever played. Like these trees that were a yard off the fairway that touched the ground. Like if you hit it off the fairway, it was darn near chip out. And uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a blast. And... Anyways, yeah, I'm going to play with Kent. They come up to us two weeks before the tournament and said uh, Tiger's withdrawn because of his back, and we're trying to get Fred Couples to come. And I was like, all right, that'd still be kind of fun to play against those guys, and I don't think he wanted to. And ended up, they're like, all right, well, it's going to be the low American on the money list. Who else can we find? Yeah. yeah. Bridgestone, <laughs> some of them might pull out. So naturally, Huber was yeah. the next one after. <laughs> next in line. Um, and they're like, yeah, low American on the money list gets to play with Kucher. And they sent me an email to ask me if that was okay. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how to respond to this. I think I'm busy. Um, so anyways, it's like, yeah, you get to play with Kucher and show up on the Monday, I guess. And go play my practice round by myself. Can Kuchar. we talk about, can we talk about the replies to the tweet first? Yeah, was the, announce, the announcement so, that yeah. came up? Sobel's so, tweet. Yeah. So Jason Sobel said uh pga tour announces that matt kuchar's partner in upcoming bridgestone america's golf club replacing tiger woods will be justin huber <laughs> uh there's what who aren't they one and the same who and the, and the tv execs are salivating at that uh you're either too late or too early for april fools of course i have no idea what the america's cup is either Hey, those are both top one, top 750 players right there. <laughs> so win-win for Cooch either way. Nick Johnson, no exaggeration here. I've literally never heard of him. <laughs> Who is Justin Huber? This is my favorite one. Justin Huber? <laughs> Didn't know there was a 734th ranked golfer until now. It's a big confidence boost, really. <laughs> I mean, just... They would have been better off replacing Tiger with his surgeon. <laughs> This is a joke, right? Good thinking. Throw another big name in there. Sounds like a snoozer. Oh, yeah. Sat in the public's parking lot crying while reading those with my wife. So you did see all these replies? Oh, yeah. My buddies are, like, firing these, like, screenshotting them over to me, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. It was, yeah, I got 16 retweets, 23 likes, and 24 replies. So the ratio is not great. It's not a great ratio. But I remember I asked you last year, I asked you what, what the best round of golf you've ever witnessed was. And hands down. Hands down, final round. We're playing best ball. And I kid you not, we didn't use a single one of my shots. <laughs> we shot 60. We shot or a single one of my holes. Like, we tied on a few holes, but he, he was – I went did the math the other day. He birdied one. He lipped out for eagle on two and made birdie. So he's two under, parred three, stuffed it on – four par three made birdie i make birdie on four but he rolls in like a 50 footer for eagle on top of me so he's five under through five he birdies yeah 100 percent freedom up and then uh i think he birdies six and seven and then pars eight he had a good look but he missed it and then he hits it to like four feet on nine and then makes another 15 footer on 10 and he's nine under through 10 and i'm like <laughs> Six shot lead. Let's go, guys. <laughs> go, Let's team. go team. 
And then the next hole, we get to 11, and he hooks it left in the trees. And I'm like, I looked at my wife, and I honestly was like, this is my chance. Like, I'm going to prove myself to Cooch here. And I hit it this down is the fairway. after four days of playing, or yeah, three and a half like, days of playing with it. I didn't know what to, I didn't know what to do. And uh, Steinberg's out there, just walking around, just like Cooch is making putts. He's just shaking his head, just like smiling the whole time. And he's walking like inside the ropes or whatever, just being the man. And anyways, we get to 11 fairway, hit it on the green, and Cooch like hits it way right of the green, chips up to I don't know eight, ten feet. And I hit my first putt like three feet by, but I had to wait for the other group to play we're playing with for Fabrizio Zanotti who's been like kind of decent on the European yeah. tour recently um and his partner from Paraguay and anyways Cooch then rolls in the 10 footer for par and I just scoop up my coin I'm like oh well never mind and then the best part is we get to 18 now we got like a five like legit five or six shot lead and I hit it on the green to probably 15 feet and he's about the same. And I was like, do you want me to, like, I'll putt first. Like, he's, like, he's like, no, I got it. <laughs> Cash. <laughs> I just scoop up my quarter with my putter and go shake hands. And I'm like, oh, that's the easiest 30 grand I've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> what was his vibe like, like, coming into the week? I mean, was he pumped up to be there? Was he just going through the motions? I honestly thought he was going through the motions. Um, I assume he was getting paid. He was the nicest guy in the world. Like he, him and Steinberg took my wife and I to dinner two nights, and I mean we had police escort through downtown Mexico City. Um, sat there and talked to him for a few hours. Steinberg had to catch a flight back to see his daughter's volleyball um, game the next day, so he's taking the red eye. So he had to leave dinner early, and Cooch just sat there and talked to Sarah and I for another hour, hour and a half probably, and. Uh, Anyways, he I thought he was just kind of going through the motions. We're out there first day, he's just kind of plodding along. He's he's aiming down the left trying to hit those fades, but you're at such high elevation they're not cutting. He's just hitting in the left trees every day or every hole. And um he didn't play well the first day. And then the second day was better, third day was better and obviously the fourth round, but he's we had dinner before the last round. He's like, "I didn't come down here just to play. I came here to get my name on the trophy." And I was like, all right, man, like, cool. Like, <laughs> I'm in on that. Let's like, do that. Let's do that. And then he goes out and shoots 60 the next day. He made a bogey. Um, that should, the other time I could have helped him. He was right in the middle of the fairway, and then he missed the green with a wedge, and I was over chopping in the trees, <laughs> like, just trying to get done as fast as I could. Um, anyways, I hit it out to, like, six feet. And I got out of the bunker, and I had that left for par, and he did chipped it by and missed it. So I was like, dang, i got to make this for par. And obviously I missed. So we, we shot 60 with a bogey. And I'll take my bogey. So I did help out. <laughs> I had him on yeah. score count. Yeah. Eh, that's a bogey. Can you attest that he's not like, oh, poop, oh, shucks, <laughs> like, oh, crap. This, this moment was what made me enjoy him even more because we're playing this the third round on number 15. And uh, he caches another 15, 20-footer. And there's several hundred people around. They all go, cooch, whatever. And he's walking to the hole, and he's got this smile on his face. And he mouths these words. And I have no idea what it is, but I'm, I'm watching him. And we're walking off the, tee, or off the green back to the next tee. And I'm like, hey, what what'd you say there when you made that putt? And he, he looks at me, and he's been saying, oh, fart. Oh, dang it, Maddie, the whole time. Like, whatever. And uh, we're walking back there, and I said, what did you say after that putt went in? He goes, <laughs> <"F-> my <laughs> 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 
And I was like, excuse me? Like, oh, it's just something just I so say nonchalant. And I was like, up. what? And I was like, how'd you come up with that? And he's like, it's kind of a, a go-to for me when I, I kind of need like a little kick in the pants like to get me going. He's like, the cameras don't pick it up. Like, I'm smiling. I was like, what? Like, what? <laughs> and uh, it was... I was crying on the next tee box. I was laughing so hard. Um, and that's just him. Like, he was super chill the whole time, telling jokes, whatever. And uh, I, I think he's just toying with us all um, with oh. his little remarks on camera just that's, to kind of get a rise out of people. That's, but like, my favorite story. It was. The big cat flew in for yes. the banquet, right? Flew in for the gala or whatever you say that, um, gala. And it was probably the most uncomfortable I've ever been in a setting because there are hundreds of middle-aged to old um, grown men, Mexican men, that are sneaking up behind him while he's trying to eat his dinner, popping their head up and having their friend across the table take a picture of him. And it was, I, I was like within a couple feet of him when they were walking in because I was like meeting Steinberg and shaking hands with Cooch and I, Tiger was just getting swarmed and he looked like he was, he had just finished a surgery so he was his eyes were kind of out of it he was just there to to be there and uh put the money in the bag yeah like <laughs> i think he was like flew in and then was flying right back out but um i mean they, these men are swarming him and it was i looked at my wife i was like i want to go say hi but first off he's not going to remember and second off like these guys are vultures but um he was there he, he kind of Waved to everybody and then peaced out. I've I've uncovered some sort of irregularity here. Um, you know, the, everybody's playing as international teams, and uh, one of the Mexican teams, Roberto Diaz and Yoshio Yamamoto. Oh, Yosh, yeah. Is he is he really Mexican? Yes, I know he sounds very <laughs> like Nintendo, but <laughs> um, no, he is. He's uh, Yosh played some Hooters tour back in the day. He actually, was a really good player. I don't know what he's up to now, but. Uh, Wow, okay. Yeah. We have it. Yeah. Audited. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. <Shortest> special projects <laughs> division ever. <laughs> Luke, you, we talked about it again on the live show, but you played with Tiger 2014 Honda. Is that right? What's the year? Yep, 20, That's right. 20, yeah. Um, all right, so you, you were paired with him for the third round. What was, yep. were you like super anxious going into oh, that next day? Super pumped. Like, yeah. We were like barely made the cut, made the cut on the number, like 7.30 tea time, whatever. I'm like, there's just so many people surrounding on number one. Like you kind of at 7:30. Uh, at 7:30 in the morning, it's like you're freaking idle when you're growing up. It's just like, man, what am I gonna say to him? Like, I like, hi, I'm Luke. Like, you're Tiger. Like, I know everything about you. <laughs> Does man. he say like, his name when he introduces yeah, himself? Yeah, he's like, yeah. hey, I'm Tiger, and kind of went back to his corner of the tee box. I'm like, okay, I'll go back to mine. <laughs> like, and it's just like, just start playing and asked him about his kids on the second hole and. Since then, he he, oh, he opened up, right, and like just started talking. Like, um, he told me some funny stories here and there, um, and like this is awesome. Like it really was. And but we shot matching sixty fives, one of the favorite golf shots I've ever hit. I think I said it on the live show, but number fifteen was a front right pin, wind, like in off right or something like that. Hit this like hold cut six after he stuffed it like five feet and stuffed it too, and I was like, "Yeah, yes, like, come on." <laughs> Were you like more nervous like that that day than a normal round of golf? Hundred percent. Yeah, 
But then, like, he was such more a nervous cool... in front of Tiger or the crowd that was around. Oh, the bigger crowd. in front of Tiger. Yeah. Honestly, this might sound like a tool statement, but like, <laughs> like crowds, like, I it doesn't make me nervous right. too much, kind no, of thing. It makes like, sense. it's just kind of it's fun, like, kind of thing. But um, yeah, that was. I forget what I was going to say, but that, that, that was... You're grinning like a little school yeah. kid. You're playing with Tiger Woods. It's like Christmas morning over here. So, yeah, yeah tell us the story about the 18th hole. Like, you were you're doing the uh, math, right, on whether or not you're going to get paired with him again? Yeah, I mean, I was I was probably like 280, 90 holes, back pin, and I'm like, I should lay up. If I was playing with anyone else, I would lay up. But I'm playing with Tiger Woods, so I'm like, I'm going to send it. You we're going right? to edit this like, part out. Yeah, you got to. And, like, so I, I hit it. Obviously, I, I lack pop, so it's in the front bunk. <laughs> and, like, I think he he might have, like, hit it in the bunker or something. So he laid up, hit it, like, 20 feet short of the pin. I'm one back of him. So I'm like, all right, come on, Luke. Like, get this freaking ball up and down. Let's play with him again tomorrow. And, like... I hit, a, hit this, like, 40-yard bunker shot with, like, water behind it. I'm, like, not the greatest bunker player at this time. I'm liable to bone one. <laughs> and, like, just hit this perfect 54 and, like, stops, like, a foot in front of the hole. And I'm, like, yeah, suck it. And then he's hitting that 20-footer. I'm rooting against him so hard. <laughs> <laughs> miss it, miss it. Yeah, please, <laughs> just top it. So then you showed up the next day and you were wearing I did, red? I did show up the next yeah. day. Yeah, and, and you're wearing red, right? <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> So I go home and it's like, or back to the hotel, it's like, sick, what a day. Like, I'm just like freaking like cloud nine, you know? And like, get in the closet, be like, oh, what, what, what's the options here, you know, kind of thing? Like, like iron or whatever, you know? And it's like, black pants, red shirt, all that's clean. I'm like, really? <laughs> and it's nice. This is gonna have, I'm gonna be that guy. So, hey, never, I, I never go hat. full Patrick Green. <laughs> <laughs> I had a white hat on, so it's all good. <laughs> no, but that next day was a little different story, obviously. But um, didn't know anything was wrong until the third third tee hit the worst drive I've ever seen with like just pounding it, like just pounded it in the wrong. If you've ever played three at uh, PJ National, there's a big pond way right, and like he might have hit it right at the pond. Like I'm not sure, kind of thing. Like and I was just like. Like he'd been hitting good, and it's like, what the heck was that? Like, and then he started picking up the ball weird. But he was grinding his butt off. He withdrew on 13. It was my 10 seconds or one second of fame. My little hand gets in there for the Sports Center Club. <laughs> so Zach gets in there with a nice like. I think you pointed out he yeah, got a nice towel. Yeah, the comma gave him a nice yeah. little, little tap. Yeah. <laughs> I had respect there. You you're the you caused the downfall. You were the one that. I mean, well, you I and Tiger's you player. and Zach Blair. Because Zach played with him when he shot 85 at Memorial. Wow. <laughs> so I feel kind of culpable here. It's, yeah. the, it's the opposite of the podcast book. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I replaced such a... him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even get it teed up. <laughs> what, uh, what's he like inside the ropes when you're talking to him? He's just a guy. Like, he's just, he's really cool and, like, just, like, a guy's guy. And just, like, he's kind of, like, if anything, a little, I guess, nerdy. Like, a little bit. Like, He's such a different person once he gets outside and, like, once the media gets around him, he puts on this face and just, like, he's not going to give you anything. But, like, to, like, inside the ropes and, like, when people can't hear him and stuff, he's he's awesome. And, like, it was by far the most fun round of golf I've ever played. What what did he call you? Lukey? Oh, <laughs> good question. I don't remember. I mean, I was just thinking what I'm going to say next to him at all moments. Like, <laughs> I'm like asking a question and thinking of the next question as he's responding. I'm like, just like, I just want to keep this combo going, please. Do you think he'd recognize you like today? Would he, like, do you, have you seen him since then? Does he say hi to you? 
I don't think he would recognize no. me. I don't, I mean. Yeah. I think if you, like, heard my name and, like, kind of saw yeah. me, I think you'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember. Yo, Tiger, like, I'll be at the Red Lobster. My back, like, <laughs> God bless. <laughs> so what what brought you guys to Jacksonville? So, like, where you live now, how long have you been here, and what's the, what's the, what's the motivation for living in this area? I've been here for about four years. I, uh, out of college, I was living out in my suitcase, just bouncing from my parents to my brother's house, and I'm like, well, I need to go somewhere. I need to get my own, like, life here. So I was just going to go to TPC. We, awesome deal. We get to play here for free. So it was either Scottsdale or Jacksonville. Being from Midwest, it's a little easier to come here, and freaking loved it as soon as I got here. Yeah. Moved to the beach a couple years ago, and the beach is awesome. Like, it's just such a cool vibe. It feels like home. I look forward to coming home. Or before, like, going back to Central Illinois, Love Illinois, but I didn't really have a home, and it's like, how soon can I just go back and play? Right. And you hoops? Yeah, uh, we probably moved here about the same time. I was uh, July or first of July in uh, 2014. Got married, and we were the same kind of deal. My wife's a nurse, and so it was like, all right, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, we can move to Jacksonville. I can practice for free, and we can just try something new. And uh, we did. We've been here ever since. We've honestly fallen in love with it, too. The facilities we have are are too good not to be here if you don't have anything tying you down. Um, I know it, there's been some more people move here recently, and there's it's getting a little crowded. But yeah, as so far it actually as stinks. Also, like, yeah, don't come here. <laughs> stay, stay away. No. Um, it's, too many people in line at Sun Deli. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a little upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's been awesome. The, the facilities are great. You can travel out of here and um, – Met a, there's a lot of good golf people here, uh, as far as friends go. Plus the Kill House now. The Kill House, yeah. yeah. Shout um, out 200 what's, North. What's, <laughs> some, what's something that uh, most people like don't know about the web tour? Mm. Or maybe a misconception about the web tour? I would say, I don't feel like they get enough respect, like the players. Like It's not, it's not an easy route to get here. Um, to get to the web to tour? get to the web you can yeah. get like some status but to, to finish top 45 at q school from the number of people that sign up and granted it's a little easier nowadays than what it used to be when you could get a pga tour card because i remember at first and second stage you may get like 18 guys through at first stage and 13 at second stage and now it's kind of 20 something and 18 at second stage but um you got to bring it every every round of Q school, you can't just like chop your way through. And then to get top 45 at Q school, I think this year it took 14 or 15 under granted. The courses were fairly easy. I, I from what I heard out in um, Arizona, but still, you got, I mean, that's a lot of under par for four days to just earn eight starts. Um, and I know what's the reshuffle happened after those four events and a buddy of mine, Sam DelVal, made 25 grand he's sitting at 27th on the money list maybe and top 25 at the time of the reshuffle would get exempt into the events so he's made 25 grand through four events and he's not in mexico currently and so it's just i feel like people think it's a you don't like you don't have to be great to play on the web you got to be great to play on the pj tour but i think you you have to you earn it to get out here and you have to bring it each week to to stay and especially to move up to the next level. Yeah, go stupid low too. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I it's ridiculous. Re- realize that like I was probably one of them that didn't I didn't realize the path that like how hard it is Q school. I'm I'm lucky. I've only had to go. I never had to go to Q school and 
I had to go 16. Mm-hmm. Just uh, I had four starts. I finished outside the 150 on the PGA Tour list, and like freaking, it's like dang, like you gotta freaking ball out there to like. And then I I just went straight to finals. I've I've never gone through first, second. Like it's it's legit. It's a like there's a lot of good players out there. Second stage is the worst event of anyone's career, I would say. Why is that? Because you have you paid your five grand, you've made it through one stage, and you know if you can just make it through this, anything can happen. Because every year, guys with conditional status get their PGA Tour card. It happens every single year. And so all you need is one start, and you can parlay that into a full year. And if you miss by one at second stage, you have nothing. And it is it sucks like it is a it's an awful feeling going into that last round even if you're inside the number or if you're outside the number um the two years i made it through the first year i was outside the number and i shot 66 to make it on the number i actually chipped in on my last hole thinking i only had to make par and got done and it it got me through and then the next year i was playing well but then i was leading going in the last round but you're like now i can't blow it if i blow it like i don't have anything type deal it's just a it's just a the most pressure I've ever felt. Like even in contention, in a web event or whatever, like it's it's more pressure at second stage, just for the fact that if you make it, you have a chance. If not, you're back to the drawing board. So psychologically, this year, I mean, you've got status for the whole year. Like you're, you feel freed up a little bit to. Yes and no. It was kind of weird. I thought that I would. I thought that I'd be like, oh, I got all these events. Like this is going to be awesome. I can just kind of freewheel it. And then you go down the first event and you miss the cut and you're like, okay, like, let's let's get this together because now Hold like on. you've never got to have these, you never had these events before. You want to take advantage of them and now you're gonna miss a cut. Like, and fortunately I played all right the second week, but it's not uh, now. Now I feel like you're expected to definitely finish top 75 and I don't want to say get your tour card, but I feel like it's a I feel like you should type deal like you you have all these events and if you're playing well i expect myself to play well um and i would say luke's probably the same way like we want our pga tour cards bad we want to get out there he wants to get back out there i want to get out there for the first time and and uh give it a go so you kind of put that extra pressure on knowing that now i have all these events i have the best opportunity i've ever had like it's time to get it um kind of going back to last year with with the the bahamas events can we talk about those events oh last gosh. year exuma i've never played in conditions like that 100 percent. like what I were mean, the conditions i mean they're you're you're right on the ocean one of the most beautiful places but it's it's remote like it's re- most remote place i've ever been there's sandals if sandals didn't exist on that island like there's there's just huts kind of thing and like you're right on the ocean there's nothing stopping that wind and like it is like a heavy 35 sustained 50 60 gust like it's just like you can't hit golf shots in that. Fairways and, are nice and wide, though, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it's past pound, so it doesn't bounce. Like I don't know, but like, I mean, we're playing tees up, like the twelfth hole. You, you play it's probably like four thirty. We played like two tees up at three eighty. I hit driver three iron, two good shots short of the green. I could just like you couldn't move the ball, like I, like a little eighty yard shot, and you're hitting like six irons. It's like. <laughs> It's freaking nuts, and like, um, 
I had to hit it over a house on 12 this past year from the, the pasture. <laughs> I had to take it over the back deck. <laughs> Fortunately, this, it wasn't out of bounds. Did you drop on that one? I, I did, actually, from an anthill, which gave me a little better anger. I didn't have to take it over the middle of the house. I got to go over the corner. I mean, some guys last year were hitting it in the water on purpose on one hole, right? Just to oh, get to the drop. Area. Oh, I, I wouldn't know that. Really? <laughs> I, I missed mean, this play. If you could have hooked it on that. 12, it was probably a better play. Like, hooked oh, it yeah. in the water and got to hit your third from a tighter line because that's. Uh, yeah, nobody realizes, like, all of it was all carry, so you just had to keep reteaming. <laughs> yeah. That was the thing. That's the thing about that course. So, like, it's basically it's ha- or it's not hazard around the whole place. So, it's like generous fairways, but hit the fairway or else. And, like, you cover stuff, like, right off the tee box. And, like, you got, like, hazard left but the wind's whipping 60 off your left like what are you gonna do like gotta kind of start at left and if you don't pull it off rights lost ball you just sit there and keep hitting until you hit the freaking fairway and you're just like I there mean, were stories about it. guys not having enough balls oh 100. for the week like i mean shout out greg eason one of the nicest guys ever <laughs> I but yeah he uh 91 95 yeah he, he, he shot a third his first round in abaco he shot 90 and it brought down his scoring average but <laughs> He's and then he shoots bogey three sixty eight like, the next day. Yeah. He's he he's literally the nicest in guy Utah in the world. Later he, in the year, like, he's awesome. He, he shot a sixty. I want to say he shot sixty four final round of New York last year um, to finish like top fifteen or top ten or something. Like he he has the game, but those courses, if you have it squirrely off the tee, are you just can't awful. Get it in the hole. Like it won't end. Like There's at some hole, point, you have end. to hit it. Like yeah. it's not like you just you go shoot? drop it up there and like freaking. Keep going. See, we What'd you shoot last year? Yeah, and move on. What'd you say? What'd you shoot last year? I think I shot 78, 80. I barely missed the cut. I, I felt really bad because I texted you. You're just like, Cause sick. Because all the scoring was messed up. <laughs> Probably had me like 18 yeah. under par. I had you like four under. I was like, dude, great. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I missed the cut. <laughs> yeah. Everyone like, I was Yeah, it was up. funny. On the on the TV coverage, like they were they were following oh, certain no guys clue. because. And they're like freaking 15 over par. I remember. It's like, <laughs> they're they're like following five under. They were following Martin Piller. And yeah. he was at like six under, and they go cut to him, and he's on number nine, and he's like <laughs> dropping from the hazard, hitting it out, uh, like chunk up short of the green, whatever. And then they are on the thing, and they're like, Yeah, we just talked to Martin's caddy, and he's a uh, six over. So <laughs> he shot 81, 84. And, like, <laughs> and honestly, six over might have been third place. Yeah, it might have yeah. been decent. I mean, like, keep showing him. Kyle God, Thompson was... shot two under for the week. In That's one. so impressive. He, he said he made a bunch park. of putts. And. Tough greens to make putts on. Yeah. I mean, past Palum's kind of hard. They kind of have to jam him in. And, like, I mean, it's still – good luck making a putt on 14 when it's this ocean spray hitting you in, like, a 30-mile-an-hour gust on you. Like, so, so on that note – What was yeah. the worst weather day? If you – Thursday morning was by far the worst, supposedly. I wasn't out there, so I don't know. Like, probably. <laughs> I think the afternoon was way harder. <laughs> so no. on that note, what's your, what's, your, what's your favorite event on the web tour? Uh shoot. Gosh darn. Boise. Boise's fun. It's this it's a cool town. Boise's sneaky cool. Hidden it gem, is. but um the course like it just feels like it's like back to back par fives, two and three. It's just like, man, am I gonna shoot fifty nine today if I get it going? <laughs> like it's just fun. And uh yeah. Mustache contest also. Mustache. Oh, oh, that's Utah. Utah. oh that's Utah. 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 Yeah. 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 Fake news. I Heber, what's your favorite? Boise too. My favorite, I would have to say um, Portland. Big fan of Portland. The best Winco. course on the web, too. That course is fantastic. My sister lives out there, and 
downtown Portland's, although a strange place, it's really awesome. Um, just a lot of weird people, but awesome event. The course is great. It, it feels like a tour event to me, what I would imagine. Like the course is like that. Yeah. There's totally. trailers everywhere. Um, they kind of have the, you're pulling in and it feels like you're going into a tour event, not a web event. It, at least to me, like the grandstands around 18, you see as you're pulling in, it's kind of surrounded. Um, they got the big hospitality area out by, by uh, 10 and 11 and it's like a big beer garden, whatever. So pretty cool. And then, all right. So with that kind of that summer stretch, when it, when it comes back domestically, a uh, couple new events this year, Savannah and Mississippi, but then once you get into kind of May, June, July, August, you're on the road for, what, 15, 16 weeks in a row if you don't take a week off. Yeah. How do you how do you pack for that? How do you prep for that? <laughs> you just load up the car and... and... Last year, uh, me and my wife and my dog, we just we drove them basically all. I think we only flew to one, so we just freaking throw clothes in the car and go. Like, I pack maybe like... 12, 12 shirts, 12 pants, just to switch it up. I don't look exactly the same every week. <laughs> and like, it's just to keep your Sunday red, right? Yeah, <laughs> Sunday red. red and black. <laughs> yeah, red and black, baby. So you brought the dog with you? Oh, yeah. He gets the back seat. And then you just the, find pet friendly hotels and, and I know Airbnbs. all the pet friendly hotels, so if you need any help. <laughs> do you book all your hotels and stuff on your own? Like, do you, oh, yeah. Big rewards member? Like, how does all that Marriott stuff work? Marriott reward. I yeah. try to book Marriott. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, trying to get your friends and family <laughs> <laughs> not anymore no. yeah, I've never anymore. gotten that one Dang. no I, I book everything I like I'm maybe a little control freak on that stuff so I like to kind of know what I'm doing and get the best rate so I'm a little frugal <laughs> Hubert do you drive as well I did uh, most of them yeah I kind of I will this year I, yeah uh, shout out uh, Shepherd's GMC <laughs> Uh, Tom Shepard up in Kendallville, Indiana. Anybody looking for a new truck? Uh, <laughs> I'll let your boy. Uh, but no, I will. I'll drive most of them this year. It, it set up well to be able to do that. And uh, I don't know. It's It just makes life easier having all your stuff. Like you can, you can fly, live out of a suitcase for two, three, four weeks. But once you get longer than that, it gets really monotonous. So at least you can get in your c- truck, car, whatever you got. And uh I'll travel with my fishing poles and go find a place to fish or whatever after a round. What what stop has the best fishing? Mm. Mm. Louisiana actually has a couple in the neighborhood that are pretty good. Um, I've heard more good stories about the food. Louisiana, like Louisiana food is, stop too. Louisiana food's my favorite of the year. Like not even up for debate. Crawfish, it's, it's so good. Um, shitty matcha. <laughs> yeah, they make open. this big corn mock chew or whatever for the pro-am in this giant pot that everyone gets to stir i mean it's as big as this table it's huge um but yeah louisiana's best food of the year and uh i would have to say louisiana fishing was, was pretty good um both of you guys have had your wives on the bags at one time or another how is that is that uh you find that that that's like a kind of relieve some of the pressure and you guys communicate well, or is it like you're in the car afterwards and you're like, I can't believe you didn't make that bunker. <laughs> what a bad I, number on that. <laughs> yeah. um, so far, Caitlin's caddied for the first four, and uh, it's been good. I didn't know what to expect. I she, didn't, she's I a good able, player too, right? I mean, and she played at yeah. Illinois. That's yeah. how we met. So like, um, she knows what she's doing. 
Um, we went and played last night. She didn't play too good. She she was nervous. We played in front of. She hasn't played in front of anybody it's besides her parents and me <laughs> since college. And like, she hit the worst shot I've ever seen her hit on three. And she just gets in the car, and be like, "I'm not hitting another one. <laughs> I can't play in front of people." Oh, it was <laughs> no, awesome. But she she gets the game, and uh, she kind of. I can be. I've been hard on caddies before. I can be a little psycho out there. So I think we all can, but I don't know. <laughs> but um, no, it, it went well. Like she's gonna caddy in Mexico, and depending on if it gets a little hard with the dog or whatever on the, on the road, we'll, we'll see how it goes. You're not taking the dog to Mexico. Oh, no. Right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that'd be. A, well, we're driving. Yeah. <laughs> right around through Texas. Um, my wife's done it. She's caddied. She knew nothing of golf when we met. Uh, never touched a club, never been on a golf course, and his nice. learned the ropes. Yeah, and now it's she caddied for a win in Columbia. She was there at the America's Cup, and she also caddied for Wichita last year when I had my best finish on the web. So she's been on for more of my good play than anyone else. Um, you won the just, 69th Columbian Open. Yep. And then didn't didn't nice. go back to defend. I didn't. I did not. I was <laughs> and the shrimp one. The, the next shrimp, year, which so. he deserved it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, no, she was there on that day, and she checked her uh, little heart rate thing on her Fitbit the first hole, of the last round when we were walking off the green, and she, I could see the look on her face like she was terrified of being out there, um, and it was at like 190. Like she <laughs> oh, was like, God. you need to sit Jeez. down, is what it was telling her, and she's like, I'm freaking out out here. <laughs> Like, it'll be all right. I know we're running a little short on time, but um, I did want to ask you a couple good stories from the Latino America tour. Just mm. kind of, you've got some from down in Cordoba, Argentina, or. Yeah, it's far. I was actually thinking about this last night in case you asked me. Um, we had, uh, we rented a car in Panama the year I went down there. Me, Kent Bull, Dan Maziata, and Aaron Fleener. And we had to drive three and a half hours into the jungle with no map and GPS. And I was the only one that brought my ID down there, even though Kent set up the rental car. So I was the one that had to drive. And we're just driving through, like, downtown Panama City, across the canal, and out into the what could go middle wrong? of nowhere. Yeah, like, there's just some... Where's Teddy Roosevelt? Yeah, just some, some weird things. Um, I did... This is probably my best story. I was in... Uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina, the week after Kent won the Argentina Open, and this was my ninth out of ten, nine out of ten weeks in a row, and uh, we're playing in Luhan, and no offense to Luhan, but it's miserable. There's nothing there. It's, it was like a 50-minute ride from Buenos Aires, and no one wanted to do it, so we stay at this house on the golf course. We find a guy that has a house there, real weird, and... Uh, Fleener steps through the shower the first night we're in the house and breaks the shower. I'm sleeping in a room with Andy Hess and two beds in the room. He's a character. Yeah, character. My bed has wool sheets that we didn't have AC in our room, and so we had to have the windows open, so there's mosquitoes in there. I'm laying down. This is the night before the first round. I'm laying in bed, wake up at 1 in the morning sweating, and it's like, in my ear. And I'm like, I can't do this. I'm freaking out like... I go downstairs, I lay on the couch, and the couch is a, a one-seater. So my head's hanging off the back, My like from sh- knee down is hanging off the other side. And there's an AC unit there. That's the only reason I'm there. And I'm looking up flights to fly home on Thursday night after the first round. And this is Wednesday night. So I walk out to the course in the morning, walk to the range, and I'm just in a terrible mood. 
and I hit balls and I go up to the locker room, like on my way to the tee and I take out my three wood, uh, three iron, four iron, six iron, nine iron and gap wedge and pitching wedge. And I play with six clubs. Just, I don't know why I just didn't care. I had zero care at this moment. And I go out and I played the front nine. I shot two over. I made a double because I plugged in the lip of the bunker on one hole. But played kind of nice. It was a golf course where you needed a driver and a pitching wedge for every par four, a seven iron for every par three, and every par five was like driver, maybe hybrid. So that's literally all you needed. Architectural it, genius. It was right every hole was 410 yards, par four, and every par three was 180. So anyways, I did that, and we got to number 10, and they had a rain delay, and I went back, and I called my wife, and I she booked me a flight home Thursday night, and I flew back to the States. Wow. <laughs> it was just complete eject. <laughs> there was, I had nothing left, and uh, that was it. Luke, is that similar, like when you're playing like Memorial? Is that similar? Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, they didn't have the Buckeye milkshake on the day, and I was just like, I'm no, out. Pretty similar. Flying home. It was... It was a disaster, um, to say the least. Most of the places were awesome. That one was not. Had you traveled a whole lot, like worldwide? No, I'd before never you... been out of the country. I went to Jamaica on our honeymoon, and that was the only time, as a, my first time to get a passport. And then I just went and then you're head first down Cordoba, the, Argentina, at some in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah, like wow. Cordoba. Some the cabbies would rip you off there. One guy um, got it pretty bad. Peter Campbell. The cabbie made him pay him for like driving from the city to pick him up and then to the golf course and then all the way back. And he was like, no. So the cabbie just takes his golf clubs from him when he's at the range. This is Angel's range. And, yeah, uh, I, this is why I asked this because I wanted to give you an opportunity to air out Angel. Yeah. So um, cabbie takes his clubs and won't give them back. And so Peter <laughs> is like, he's trying to make him pay like 400 Argentina pesos. And it's a, 50 peso ride something like that like some outrageous number so he gets out on the range and the cabbie has holding his clubs and angel speaks spanish whatever and angel was there and so peter's trying to angel cabrera two-time major (laughs) one yes trying to tell him like hey this guy's trying to charge me for all this like i just rode from the hotel in here angel goes back and forth in argentina and he's like no you need to pay the guy the 400 whatever pesos and peter's like what okay like i don't guess i don't have an option but like thanks for helping me out on hell i appreciate that (laughs) um so yeah like it's it's just uh i could probably go on and on but it's uh it's a nice it's well done last year and or two years ago in uruguay we rented a house and i kid you not the spider that we killed in the house was the size of a small dog it was hiding behind the air conditioning unit in Seth Fair's room and it would crawl out of this hole and it was the blood spatter on the wall from when we finally got it. It, it was an hour ordeal. Kid you not, we had a hanger jabbing it behind the AC unit to try to get it out of this hole and it did, killed it with the sandal and it was like, it looked like someone had been murdered in the room. It was Did you so worry bad. about like this spider having a family? Uh, yes, I was. <laughs> I slept so bad. I wasn't even in that room, but I slept so bad that night. Patrick Newcomb was staying with us, slept up on the couch in the living room, and we didn't have AC upstairs. And he had eighty mosquito bites on his body oh. the next day when he woke up. Like, so, it was so bad. That's, that's insane. <laughs> but that was it. Was normal. Um, I mean, that was kind of the way it was but 
It was the way it still is. It's the way it still is. The way it still is. Fortunately, now I can at least uh, stay at a normal. Luke, did you have a moment when you kind of went back from the PGA Tour? You were on the PGA Tour for what three years, three full years. Kind of went back to the Web Tour, and you're like, "Shit, we're back in Wichita." Or we're like, (laughs) "Was there a moment where you're like, oh man, rental car?" You're like, "Dang." (laughs) <laughs> no courtesy cars yeah oh we don't have the mercedes this week oh not bad no it was no the web the web's completely different from that yeah you're yeah. just in like small america it's actually the web is like might be more fun like when you're at events it's way more like everyone's buddies everyone's chill and yeah, it's like the whole town teams. comes out like yeah. you're in wichita or you're in omaha omaha and, is like and the, the whole town place. comes out and it's like their big event and everybody's you know, Heck it's yeah. like a party, yeah. The Cox Classic back in the day, that thing would that was like like Phoenix. Is that uh, the one with the, the the par three that everybody's around? Oh that's Scarlet. There's yeah. one BMW they do that. Yeah, okay. they did yeah. Kansas City did it. They would have Kansas it on City. this drivable par four and they had a shot clock by the green. If you made an eagle they had like dollar beers for like 15 minutes. I thought you were going to say there's a shot clock. And you, were, you were terrified <laughs> to play that event. Couldn't pull the trigger. <laughs> uh, I was fine in 12. Start happening in 14-ish. I got one more quick tidbit story from Guatemala. Yes. Probably the prettiest place I've ever been. We're, you're on, when I say you're on the side of a volcano, you are legitimately on the side of an active volcano that erupts every 45 minutes to an hour. Like, Plume of smoke, ash comes out, lava flows. Like he die course too, right? Oh, uh, no, it is a uh, Perry die design. Perry die. Played with him in the pro am. Tron gets there. Uh, yeah, played with him in the pro am because it was the week after Mexico when I won, and he is telling me how to play his golf course on every hole, like where to hit it and all this. And I'm like Perry, no offense, like we don't play the same game. Like I'm not gonna hit a five iron here, and whatever but we're there and you're bound to get a little sick at some point um and our house that we're staying in has like a pool like a one of those like waterfall pools hot tub connected to it sick little place on the golf course and i'm staying there with kent bull and aaron fleener and uh, i'm not feeling the best so i'm in the bathroom and kent comes running he's knocking on the door he's like hey man i gotta get in there and i'm like i can't let you in here like i i can't get up and he's like, all right, like, I got to figure something out. So he goes, we had an outdoor shower. And he's oh, butt gosh. naked in the outdoor shower, taking a dump in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a picture of him standing, like, just I'm so good. dejected. And it is, it was probably, it's a top five funniest moments of my life is the fact that he's like, I'm in the bathroom. He's next to me outside in the bushes, taking a dump. Like, that's just. All right, we could do this for another three hours, I'm pretty sure. But let's wrap it at that. Uh, boys, thanks for coming over. Thanks for uh, chilling in the Kill House. And I uh, hope to do this again in the future. Good luck in Mexico. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Johnny, yeah. that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect anything different.